You're listening to Halfway There, episode number 198, John Matarazzo and Learning Along the Way. Guys, my audio is a little bit weird on this one, but stick with it. He's got some great things to say. Honest conversations with ordinary Christians about today's Christian experience. I'm your host, Eric Nemmons. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for downloading. I'm glad that you have, that you are listening. If you haven't uh, been over to the website, halfwaythereapodcast.com, just go ahead and do that. You can hop on the mailing list, you can see all the archives, you can uh, do all the things. So it would appreciate uh, you doing that. Today, our guest, and this is going to be a fun conversation because our guest, he's a TV producer. I think he just said like 1,100 episodes that he's done, which is pretty crazy. And he's also a podcast producer. So, you know, we have that in common. I love my podcasters. Our guest is John Matarazzo. John, welcome to uh, Halfway There. Thanks for having me, Eric. It's a pleasure to be on this side of the interview. I got to interview you uh, a few months ago, I think, and that was a lot of fun. It's been a little, little while now. Yeah, so uh, your podcast is Along the Way? Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so Along the Way is it's based around the Emmaus Road conversation uh, found in Luke chapter 24. And I found that in my life, um, God has taught me a lot of things along the way in my journey. And that's how God has prepared me to do what I'm doing now. But we often miss those moments where Jesus is trying to get our attention. And just like the disciples were walking with Jesus along the way uh, from Jerusalem to Emmaus, they didn't realize that it was Jesus that was actually talking with them until they sit down at the table. They, uh, Jesus blesses the food and breaks the bread and then poof, he's gone. And in Luke 24, 32, the disciples turn to each other and say, weren't our hearts burning within us along the way as he was revealing the scriptures to us. So I don't want to miss those moments in my life. So hopefully by listening to other people's stories and paying attention to those moments where their hearts were burning along the way that we don't miss those moments. So I I don't miss those moments moving forward. And hopefully the listeners to my podcast don't miss those moments either. So it's been a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I am convinced that, we learn a lot when we pay attention to what the Lord is doing. And sometimes it's just listening, you know, listening and watching for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the great values of spiritual direction is just having someone who's also listening with you, right? Is having yeah. having that uh, that person on the road with you. So great. Okay. Well, I want to hear all about your story and kind of how you got, got here and why that's important to you. I'm sure we're going to dive into a few things. So let's see you, well, let's start here. So where, where did you grow up? I know that you're in the, the Pennsylvania area right now, right? I'm in, I so, live just outside of Pittsburgh, okay. uh, grew up in this area, um, was homeschooled. And then my uh, youth pastor challenged me to go on a mission trip when I was in high school. And that really changed my life because up until that point, um, really, really when I was about 15 years old, I decided that I was going to live for Christ on my own. Uh, it wasn't going to be just my parents' relationship with the Lord. It was going to be mine. And um, I had my big, uh, my big drawback, I guess, to really buying into 
uh, relationship with the Lord was I had, I had the question of, you know, second Timothy, second uh, Timothy three sixteen is that uh, all scripture is God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And I wanted to know, did Paul consider his writings to be scripture? Because then mm. we, if he didn't consider his writings to be scripture, how do we count that? How did, uh, and so uh, one of my pastors, I asked him that question and he took me to a verse where Peter actually gave him credence. And so that kind of was like, okay, my objections have been met, but this faith is all about myself now. And I got the get out of jail free card. I'm going to have a good relationship, but I don't really want to do anything with missions. So when my youth pastor challenged me to go on a mission trip, my thought process was, why would I want to pay money to do something that's uncomfortable? <laughs> and, um, so How old were you again? I, 15, you said? At that point, uh, yeah, I was 15 whenever I got challenged to go on that uh, mission trip to Mexico with my youth group. And my youth pastor did something that was that was great. He didn't let me off the hook whenever I said, oh, I'll, I'll pray about it. <laughs> and uh, he said, great, I'm glad you're going to pray about this opportunity. And I'm going to get your parents to pray about this. And we're going to get back together next week and compare notes about what, what we feel God said. Nice. And I was like, I guess I should actually pray about it at some point during this week. But God started changing my heart big time towards missions at that point. And uh, when I actually said, yeah, I'll, I'll pray about it. And so I actually went on a couple missions. I went on a mission trip for just a weekend up to New York City before that trip. And then I did that Mexico trip. And then I did another trip that summer. And by that point, I just realized that God had totally changed my heart towards missions. <laughs> and God spoke to me to do a discipleship training school with youth with a mission right after I went to right after I graduated high school. And so I joined youth of the mission Pittsburgh, I was planning on just doing a year. Uh, and then I was going to go to school in the fall to be an electrician. But God just kept telling me, stay another year or stay another two years, whatever it might be. So I just kind of knew like the next trip, the next project that we were working on with this mission group, Youth of the Mission, um, I just kind of knew like that was the next thing. And I, so I ended up doing that for eight years, uh, 15 different countries as a missionary and uh, had to live by faith and raise my own support. And that was quite a journey. Mm. But uh, God started actually renewing a, a passion in my heart for media and uh, specifically radio actually. And so within youth of the mission, there was a school for radio broadcasting in Cape town, South Africa. And I first found out about that in 2004 and then had an opportunity in 2005 to actually visit the school, which was a total miracle. Cause I thought, I don't even know anybody that's ever been to South Africa, let alone somebody that has been yeah. to this little school and God, I'd like to at least know that this is worthwhile to do this thing. And so um, 2005, I got the opportunity to, to visit South Africa and where we were was pretty close to that school. So I got to meet the school director. And so this thing was burning in my heart. Like I got to do this radio school. And it took another four years before I actually got to go because just whenever I was available, they weren't having the school or they had the school when I wasn't available. And it was just frustrating. I was like, God, what is going on here? And I just kept standing on the fact that I believed, and I know enough about God's character that he wouldn't send me halfway around the world just to tease me. 
mm. that there's this school, you've been in the building, you've met the people, and you're not going to actually get to do this. And uh, so I was like, no, I'm standing on this promise that I believe God gave me. And uh, in 2009, I actually got to go to the school for radio broadcasting. It was only a three-month crash course, but it was intense, and I absolutely loved it. And um, so I thought that God was going to open up doors in radio after that, and uh, that didn't happen. And I uh, continued on in missions, and then another two years, and then I started making videos for my missions trips, and it was because of those videos that opened up a door for me in TV. Gotcha. Okay. So what were you, you were hoping to get into radio? Were you hoping to do like Christian radio or just regular radio or what, what were you wanting to yeah, do? Yeah, I was really interested in, there's a radio station in Columbus, Ohio called Radio U and they target, uh, you know, kids age 12 to 24. They're right, uh, right around uh, Ohio university's campus. And somehow when I was a kid, I found them online and they were playing music that I actually listened to. And then the DJs would get on and then talk about Jesus and invite people to, to call in if they wanted to find out more. And I thought that was the best thing ever. And so I still would love to bring something like that to Pittsburgh, mm. but uh, God has kind of taken me on a slightly different path. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you, you had kind of this vision, but it just, it didn't work out. How did that, did that shape your faith at all? Did that shape your trust in God? It, it just caused me to say, God, like I said, you didn't, God didn't pr bring me halfway around the world just to tease me mm -hmm. that he's, you know, and so I still believe that God's going to use, uh, use radio in my life at some point. I'm not sure what that looks like, but I know media is all interconnected in some yeah. way. And now I'm podcasting. And the thing that was interesting with my radio school was I went there thinking that I was going to hit play on these tracks of, of music that I like, and then just talk in between them and then hit play on the next one. Yeah. But my favorite project that I did was actually a, a documentary and um, just some of the other interview things that I got to do. And that really actually has set me up for what I do now more than anything else, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that kind of opened up, I'm guessing some of that production work that you are doing now yeah just yeah. everything from man on the streets to sitting down and having an interview with somebody across the table and just really being interested in the other person and people have an interesting story people have there's a lot more to the facade that everybody wears and if you can just listen to the words that they're actually saying and ask the holy spirit what's the real meaning behind yeah. what they're saying then you'll find out that there's a lot more in those people that God deeply cares about. Yeah. Learning to listen to those two levels um, yeah. is really, really valuable. I think that's, uh, that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. So uh, we were talking, this will air much later, but we were talking about the spark uh, before we got on here, the spark Christian podcast conference that I was yeah. just at last week. And somebody had asked uh, a panel, what, what do you do when you have a guest who won't like open up? You know what I mean? Um, and that was one of my answers was I, I wasn't up there, but it was, I was whispering to the guy next to me, but uh, <laughs> one of them was, yeah, you just, you have to listen for what they're not saying. Right. Listen for, yeah. for all those things. The other one was just say something wrong. Cause sometimes that helps if you just, 
That's He's, smart. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track I, of that. I learned that. Don't tell anybody. I hope uh, I learned that from uh, Mark Marin. So he uh, he of the WTF podcast that had uh-huh. um he had President Obama on there. So that was that was pretty crazy. But it's an interesting little trick, right? You just you just do that and then people open up. Anyway, yeah, because they feel obligated to correct you. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being wrong. Uh, okay, so here's here's the question about that. So you're, but I was asking about that time period when you, so you got the training and then you were thinking you were going to go into radio and you said, but that didn't happen. And so what I was curious is behind all that, was that something you were still, like you, you sounds like you were just still trusting the Lord, but was that a sore subject with him or something you were just concerned about or how, how did, I'm guessing that shaped you. It it really did shape me because I just decided to say maybe the thing that I thought God's dream for my life was and my vision looks a little different than I'm picturing it. Maybe God has a bigger plan for me. Maybe God has a different route for me to get there. Mm -hmm. And the more I can learn along the way, then I can really be equipped for whenever God does have me at the, at that end point. And, um, honestly, during that time where that was in that, that four year period where I just wasn't getting to the school and I was so super frustrated, God said to me one night, and I just felt very, very strongly that God was speaking to my heart about this. Um, he said, look up the history of radio. And so, I mean, this was, I think we still had dial-up computers uh, in oh, wow. <laughs> where, at the missionary base where I was. And uh, so I, I typed in the history of radio because, I mean, for somebody that loved radio, I didn't know too much about the history of it, which is odd. And so I found out that the first ever um, commercial radio broadcast was November 2nd, 1920, just a few miles from where I grew up. The... Uh, it was the the first ever thing that was broadcast was the election results from that year. Wow. And so, so it was literally just a few miles from where I grew up. And I read, I read a few paragraphs down from the, on this article and I'm getting chills just even thinking about it right now. So it was November 2nd, 1920, January 2nd. So literally two months later, January 2nd, 1921, the very first church service ever was broadcast over the radio. So just two months later, we go from election results to the church service on January 2nd. Wow. Now, January 2nd may not sound very interesting to anybody else, but for me it is because that happens to be my birthday. Oh, wow. And I felt God speak to my heart. He said, from the place and the date of your birth, I have ordained you to broadcast to the nations. And it was just one of those things, one of those moments with God that I was just like, okay, God has a bigger plan for this than I do. And it's not going to look exactly like I think it should. And um, I've actually since had the opportunity to visit that church and be at that spot where that first ever, uh, the first time the gospel ever went out over the airwaves was right there. Wow. And um, it's kind of a, a really pretty cool thing. And actually the, uh, the church that I go to is just a couple blocks from there. And um, I'm trying to do, I would love to do a radio documentary now or a podcast documentary about that service. And I'm trying to track down some people that can, uh, that can actually talk with me about that. 
So that would be kind of a cool thing. But it was one of those things where God just confirmed that this call for media was mm-hmm. was deeply in my life. Yeah, okay. So it sounds like you were really trustful, even though you weren't always finding the direction that you'd like to go. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, just trying to be obedient to where God is leading. Um, yeah. Because the the uh, the you know we we want the quickest route to get from point A to point B, but sometimes you got to go through hills and valleys to get there. Yeah. And in Pittsburgh, we've got so many bridges and dead end roads, and just because the the hills and valleys and rivers in this area, we have a saying that you can't get there from here, mm. and so you got to go somewhere else first. And which is kind of funny because if technically you can get there from here, you just got to take a little detour. Right. But sometimes that's how life is where it's like, okay, you got to just stop going the direction you're going and just say, okay, let's, let's go back to where we know that God's called us and then go move on from there. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, so now I'm thinking about Pittsburgh. I was actually there when the baseball strike in 94 started. That was a, uh... I saw really? one, one of the last couple of baseball games, um, but I was too young to drive, so I don't remember anything. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, great town though. It's good. It's a really good. Really I like good it. Town. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you were, so you were, you were doing this. How many years did you spend? Did you were you overseas or were you guys serving as a missionary? So I was a missionary with Youth of the Mission Pittsburgh for eight years. Okay. Uh, during that time, fifteen different countries primarily what our ministry did was we would train up teams and then take them on outreaches. And so everything from a youth group team where we would take them for two months somewhere or youth group age kids, we would take them, or I'm sorry, youth groups, we would take for like two weeks, Um, youth group age kids during the summer, we would do another two week program, but kids that were out of college or I'm, I'm sorry, kids that were college age or out of high school, at least we would take them through a discipleship training school. That's kind of the introductory school to youth with a mission. And so it's three months of classroom training and then two months of an overseas outreach. And so um, my average trip was probably around a a month and a half to two months whenever I'd be gone um, in another country leading these teams. And so a lot of them were just trying to figure out during that gap year, what is their purpose for life? What is it that God wants me to do? I have this, heart for ministry, heart for missions. Is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? So they kind of, it's a good way to get your toe wet, but to your, you know, your feet wet. And then, um, but it's a really great opportunity to just spend five months with the Lord and the staff, which I got to staff a number of those schools. Yeah. Um, it's our primary job to make sure that you're getting your most out of your time with the Lord and, I don't, I can't think of another time in life where somebody is, where you're going to have people that are just dedicated to helping you with your, with your walk with the Lord like that. Um, so it was a really, really uh, foundational time for my life because I heard a lot of the same teachings over and over again, and they've really become part of me. And yeah. uh, now I get to, uh, now I get to help share those occasionally for uh, various different audiences and things like that. That's interesting. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was wondering Sounds to me like that's a period when your faith was really grounded. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you see miracles of like people getting healed, I mean, I, I've prayed for people that have gotten up and walked and carried their chairs back to their houses. Wow. Um, like we carried them on the chair to the, the place where our team was and they were able wow. to carry their chair back and praying for a lady 
that very same night, actually, where you could feel this tumor on her shoulder and we prayed and you could feel it go away. Wow. It was about the size and shape of an egg and we prayed and it was gone. I mean, that's, that, that'll definitely build your faith. And then having to raise money for all of these trips too, that was really challenging mm. because it's uncomfortable to ask people for money uh, to do something, you know, where you're going to go to another country and tell people about Jesus. Um, especially after doing it for a while, it gets, it gets really difficult because the same people know that, Oh, here's John. He's going to ask me for money at some point in this conversation. <laughs> it's like, that's not what I want to try to do, but yes, I do need money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but just seeing God provide, like I, I can honestly say that I never had a bill that went unpaid and I never missed a trip because of money. Um, there were other things that would happen in life that, you know, I just couldn't go on a particular trip. But if God said to go, he provided the funds. And um, I mean, I saw miracles with that happen in my life and uh, some of the other people's lives as well. It was just, it was remarkable to see how God did that. So that really did build my faith. Yeah. Interesting. That will. Um, so have you had any seasons when God felt far away or when he, he seemed like maybe he was, not providing or you were you were frustrated with him um i that's a good question the answer is yes and continually um, <laughs> okay. um because i still feel that sometimes god is further away than i would like him to be and uh which is you know we the bible says that to draw near to god and he will draw near to you and so i'm continually trying to draw more and more near to god but there's you know, there's, there's just seasons in life where, yeah, I don't feel too close to God. And a couple of years ago, I was going through that and um, just different situations where I felt like I was, I was stuck where, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm 35. When we're recording this, I'm 35 years old and I'm not married. Uh-huh. And um, those are things, uh, you know, I do want to be married. Um, I would like to see an increase in uh, various things in my life. I'm, I'm praying for breakthrough continually. And um, some of the promises that I believe that God's spoken to me, I'm still not seeing some of those. So yes, I, I in some ways I feel close to God, but sometimes I feel very far. Mm. Um, so it's just, I mean, it, it's oftentimes just day to day, man. Uh, <laughs> some days are high, some days are low. Yeah. Um, but if you want to talk about a season um, now that I've stalled adequately long enough to give myself time to think, <laughs> if you want to talk about a season where I really did feel uh, far from God for a lengthier, a lengthier period of time, it would be when God called me off of the mission field. Okay. And uh, so in 2011, I knew that God was calling me to my home church uh, and to Cornerstone Television, and neither place was hiring. And um, I was trying to fit YWAM into that. I knew God, God had spoken to me to be at Cornerstone Television and at my home church, but I was trying to still fit YWAM in there. And I didn't realize that I was the one trying to fit YWAM in that equation. So my pastor actually helped me realize that for the first time in eight years, God wasn't saying to be in YWAM. Yeah. And that's when I realized that, wow, the things that God isn't saying are as important as what he is saying sometimes. So after coming off of eight years in missions and the last two years especially were very intensive for me where I was actually the director of our school where I did four of those discipleship training schools back to back to back to back. So it's three months of training, two months of an overseas outreach, 
have a week or two in between and do it again with another group of students. And I was living in a dorm style with them. And uh, so no privacy, no free time. It was exhausting. And so I reached burnout. Mm. I can honestly say that I was burnt out. And um, I, for about six months, I could barely get out of bed in the morning. Um, the only way that I could spend time with the Lord, I just, I couldn't bring myself to even read the Bible. Um, but I listened to the audio Bible and, uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And, um, that's not what I was thinking at that moment. I didn't have somebody just come and quote that verse to me and that made everything fine. <laughs> um, but looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's what happened. That's what I did. Um, cause I still trusted that God had good intentions for me and that God had a good plan, but I just wasn't seeing that. I thought that if I was going to come out of the mission field, that God would open up those things that he was telling me. Well, the TV station wasn't hiring and my church wasn't hiring. And so I couldn't get out. <clears throat> so I was, I was physically burnt out and there was times I'd be in, I would be sleeping for about 12 hours a day for several weeks, maybe a couple months yeah, and just depressed. And I'm like, I have no purpose in life. Not the, these things that I thought God was going to open up, it didn't open up. And, uh, so once I finally felt like I was physically able to start doing some stuff again, I got a part-time job working, uh, doing some construction work, uh, helping a guy remodel houses. And, uh, I actually really enjoyed that, but I knew that that was uh, only for a season. And, um, when there was a part-time position that opened up at the TV station, because I had been volunteering there, even though they, they weren't, they weren't going to hire me up, uh, you know, whenever I first started going there, I'm like, I'm here. God told me to be here. I'm just going to make myself available and be obedient to whatever, uh, whatever God has. And so a couple of days a week, I would be up there. And uh, one of my friends was the, was a producer for a TV show there. And he was, he actually saw my mission videos that I was doing and said, you really do have a call for this. I can't pay you. I can't, uh, mm. you know, I can't bring you on staff, but I can train you. And so I was volunteering with his show. And so kind of connecting wow. those dots from, um, everything I learned from radio to now TV. So you add the visual component. And uh, um, so that was really, really cool. So at least I had that. I was volunteering, but there was no pay. And then uh, they they could bring me on for like part-time, like 12 hours a week or something ridiculously small like that. But I was just happy to have that. Right. And then I was doing construction. And then um, I felt like God say after about nine months, okay, it's time to stop the construction. And I was like, okay, God, this is kind of a crazy, a crazy thing, but uh, I'll trust you. The very next day, my church hired me part-time and the TV station was able to add some more hours. And I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty crazy. So now I'm actually working in both of these places after this very dry season of nine months to a year. Um, so now I'm still feeling kind of dry, but now I'm at least doing the thing that I felt like God say to do. And so um, I was part-time at the TV station for a year. And then uh, they started a new program um, called Real Life and they needed more producers for that. But because I had been faithful and showing up volunteering, um, I, had I knew what it meant to be a producer. I knew what needed to be done. 
and all these little things that I had had to do really equipped me for, you know, that full-time position. And so I went from part-time to full-time as an assistant producer for the real life program. And it was just faithful with that. And a year and a half later, the, uh, the senior producer of the real life program moved away. And in January of 2015, I found myself the lead producer of our daily program. Wow. And so I'm like, this is just pretty crazy. So yeah, having a really dry season um, back in 2011, 2012 was really, really difficult. But I think one of the best things that, I, that happened because of that is I'm more, I'm more uh, able to pay attention to whenever I see those signs in other people. And I, I've, I catch myself pulling people aside, uh, friends aside and saying, hey, man, are you taking your Sabbath day of rest? Are you actually taking a moment to breathe? Are you, you know, how are you spending time with the Lord? It's okay to say no to some of these things that you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want you to burn out. I saw what happened to me and I don't want that to happen to you. And if that's why I had to go through the, the burnout, the, the, like that physical burnout, then it sucked at that moment. But if I can help somebody not go through that, then it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, so it sounds like God's really superintended a lot of those things. I'm really curious about how you learned to listen to God like that. How I learned to listen to God like that. Well, gosh. Um, Cause that's not common. What, what do you mean? It's not common. Well, I don't think, well, okay. In my experience, it's not common, sure. right? So, um, not always, or, well, very often in particularly in evangelicalism, it's, we're very, we are very Bible based, right? Mm -hmm. But not necessarily, um, ah, I can't think, of, I gotta think of the right word. Um, not necessarily trusting that God's going to tell us exactly what to do all the time. Right. Okay. So that depends. I don't know. Is that your denomination or was that, did you have somebody who, who kind of discipled you in that? Uh, YWAM maybe, maybe was part of that. I don't know, but I'm, I'm really curious about that. Cause you, sure, sure. you sticked a lot on what you felt, what I, I'm guessing were either impressions or, or whatever that God was giving you. And so, um, what, where did you learn to trust that? That's a great question. Um, so I grew up in a non-denominational church, but we're very Bible-based and spirit-filled. Um, so um, I didn't realize that not everybody believed the Bible and believed in the the, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit the same way I did mm. um, until much later in life. And actually, until I went into Youth of the Mission, when I saw people from Baptist background or Pentecostal background or... Um, <clears throat> You know, you've got charismatics, you've got uh, Presbyterians, you've got, you know, people that, that have come out of the Catholic, um, yeah. you know, the Catholic mainline uh, faith. And uh, I think one of the things that really helped me was growing up, my mom would read stories to us about uh, missionaries. And I heard them, I heard their experiences and I just learned to trust that God had a plan that God was watching out for them and that God was still caring that he was still active in their lives. And so that started giving me faith that if he could do that for them, 
he can do it for me too. And learning how to hear God's voice is definitely one of the things that we focused on in YWAM. I know I've, I know I've heard God before that, but that was really one of the core components of youth of the mission. Um, just hearing God, as we say, know, to know God and to make him known. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my, with my podcast, the, we t- I talk about the moments that our, that our hearts are burning. And sometimes that's the feeling that I'm looking for, or mm. I'm not looking for that feeling, but I'm trying to be aware whenever there's a thought that's not my own, Yeah, that my heart, it just doesn't leave my heart. Okay. So whenever God was speaking to me about coming back to my home church and getting, you know, being able to be involved there, I found myself thinking about it all the time, even though I couldn't physically be there. There was a, there was a thought about there. There was this, my intentions were, were for that. And um, so as I'm, you know, there's so many different ways that you can hear the voice of God, whether it be through the, through the reading of the word. Um, But sometimes one of the hardest things to do is to just sit and listen. Yeah. And when you sit and listen and you just try to quiet down all the distractions and uh, you know, God can speak to you however he wants to get your attention. I'm a firm believer in that, but that practice of the presence of God is, is really important. And I like to try to, I like to tell people that there's three voices that you can hear. There's God's voice, your internal voice and the devil's voice. The devil, we know that the Bible says that he wants to steal, to kill and to destroy you. So he's going to lie to you. He's going to uh, put you down. Um, he's going to demean you, demoralize you as much as he possibly can. And you know what? Our flesh does that too. I mean, I'm, I'm probably one of the first people that wakes up in the morning and I think I'm an idiot. I didn't do X, Y, Z yesterday and now I'm behind, you know, or I don't like the way I, that I look. I don't like the way that I, or I don't like this thing that I'm doing. Um, you know, you're just very negative about ourselves most of the time. I mean, yeah, there is, there are people that are very prideful, but I think in general, as human beings, we're very negative about ourselves. Yeah. So when it comes to that still small voice, when God's speaking to our attention, it often starts with, Hey, I love you. You're mine. I have a purpose for you. I just want to be with you. Like it could start with something just like that. And it's often just confirmed in my heart that, oh, there's more weightiness to that, to that thought that I just had. Yeah, I find the term resonance really valuable. I like uh, that. Yeah, do you know what I mean. So, like resonance. Yeah, the, the idea of th- there are things that I know are true in my yeah. in my spirit that I can't explain. Like I can't, I cannot tell you empirically why it's true, right? Sure. But I know it's true. Or, or when I, you know you hear something about somebody else and you go, I knew that, or there's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's things like that, that I've had experiences with. So yeah, that's so resonate. Like it resonates with my heart. It goes, Oh yeah, that's, that fits. It doesn't cause dissonance. It causes yeah, resonance. You know, there's a difference. Yeah. There, there's, I like resonance. That's a good term, but there's also, I, I will often say to people, you know, there's peace whenever God speaks. Yeah. Yeah. He brings that calm to the storm that's around you. Yeah. And absolutely. oftentimes, I found this, that God can speak to you in layers where one word spoken from God can mean 15 different things all at the same time, where if somebody would speak that word, that same exact word or phrase to me, it wouldn't necessarily mean that. 
but whenever God speaks it, there's, there's just more to it. And I'm not sure if that's everybody's experience, but Mm. that's definitely something that God has done with me in the past. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think we see that with the prophets, right? So they, they prophesied in one way and it meant one thing for their time, but then those get applied to Jesus later, right? Yeah. For instance. Um, so yeah, I, I can see that with, with God for sure. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, well, that was a interesting little way that I wanted to go a little bit because um, it's definitely been one of the things that I've learned in this podcast as I've, we've been doing it almost four years now. Um, wow, congratulations. Thanks. That's that, awesome. <laughs> that God does do those kinds of things, so learning to listen. Yeah. Uh, so friends, I don't know if you listen uh, to the Lord, but it's something you can you can learn to do. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, find a good mentor, though, and maybe a spiritual director. That's always a good idea. Absolutely. As Compare well. Compare those words that you get. Don't just run off with that. It's good to practice yeah. hearing that and comparing that. And when you hear something, it's going to line up with the word of God, if it's right. with the written word of God, if it is actually from God. Right. I often say... Um, God reveals himself in three ways. There's obviously the person of Jesus Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, Colossians tells us. Uh, there's the scriptures, and then there's these sort of miraculous, miraculous yeah, easy for me to say, miraculous events where God um, just speaks speaks to somebody, and we see them all over scripture beginning to end. Um, and I think we have them too. So that, uh, but then they go, that's in the order of a hierarchy. So it always has to, match the previous level. Um, anyway, that, that's, there you go. There's a little theology for our friends. There we go. Listening. I feel smarter already. <laughs> well, good. That's good. Well, what's, uh, why'd you start your podcast? So along the way, I guess you kind of, you kind of told us about that, but how did you get, sure. how did you decide, you know, I think what I have to do is start my own show. Cause that's a yeah. little moment of, uh, of crazy for everybody. Right. It really is. I didn't realize how, I mean, I had an idea of how crazy it would be because of working in production. Um, I I often joke now and say, well, you know, I've produced just over 1100 episodes of my TV program because it's, it's a five day a week thing. Uh, We record every other week. So I'm actually like this week is a recording week. So like normally I'd be doing 10 shows two a day. Um, So it's a lot to prepare for. And I understand what it takes to to produce a show that has longevity that is going to, that is ongoing. And um, after I did my radio school, I had people tell me, John, you should just start a podcast, just start a podcast. And I'm like, sure. What about like, I had no idea, like what would I talk about for more than one episode? Yeah. And um, I was like, that's a great idea for a special maybe. And so um, actually in 2018, I, really I was really spending some time seeking the Lord and it was in uh, the beginning of the year my church was doing a fast and I decided that I was going to do a complete fast for the, the three weeks and so I did a 21 day fast where I was just uh, just drinking liquids and I honestly didn't feel anything during that time I was like well okay God at least this is a very good discipline and I was really frustrated with some things that were happening at work and I was just feeling kind of, how do I say this? I was just kind of feeling underutilized um, or not appreciated by some people. And uh, I hope I don't get myself in trouble for saying that, but that's okay. (laughs) We all have those Uh, moments. It's okay. We all have those moments. And so 
um, as the producer of our daily program, we were doing a, um, a series of extra, uh, extra specials with uh, a lot of our guests that had books that we had already, um, we'd already decided that we wanted to do something more with them. And so what we were doing was taking their content and turning it into four 15 minute segments that would then air in the show. And then the team would comment about that. Uh, and then we would offer those four 15 minute segments on a DVD with their book. And I thought that was a great idea. Well, somebody needed to come up with the content for that. And so I found myself on the phone with all of these guests before they would get to our studio, planning out how we were going to break down this content because it had to be able to play individually, but also, you know, for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday show, but it also had to make sense um, continue to, uh, continuing if you're going to play them all at once. And so I had such great conversations with a lot of these guests and I actually had a coworker who was kind of eavesdropping into a conversation say to me, John, that conversation was really interesting. And I felt closer to God as a result of listening to just your side of the conversation. Wow. So I just kind of filed that away. And so as this season of fasting a little bit later uh, was coming to a close and I was like, God, I, I don't understand why you had me fast. If I'm not hearing any, if I'm not getting any breakthrough or any, feeling any closer to you right now. Um, and then like a week or so later, it was actually February 1st, 2018. I was sitting in on my bed, just, uh, I forget exactly what I was doing, but I was talking with God and I just felt a download, um, uh, in my brain. And honestly, one of the things that I was debating with God was God, I just feel so I'm just frustrated with this situation. I feel like I'm going to be, I'm I don't have a college education. I don't have a diploma or anything like that. And um, God spoke to me. He said, everything that I've equipped you with, I've given to you along the way. And then that, that phrase, like I said earlier, it spoke to me in layers. Yeah. And then I just felt like God say, this is do a podcast and this is your theme. And God just kind of like laid out the plan. And I just started I grabbed a pen and grabbed a paper and I just started writing things down that as I was feeling it. And I, over the next couple of days, I started really hashing it out. And I'm like, I know this is what God told me to do because he actually gave me a plan for more than just one episode. And he said, all these people that I'm going to send along the way to you are coming through your TV show already. Mm. And you connect with them, you talk with them, but the conversations that you have with them before or after they're with you, those have been some of the most transformational ones in my life. And so through my podcast now, I'm able to, uh, to share those with other people. So some of those conversations for my podcast have really been transformational in my life. And uh, it's been, it's been a blessing. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, the shorter version of it. <laughs> that's fantastic. I love that. Um, yeah. What, so what are some things that you've learned from your podcast as you've, as you've been doing it now a little while? So I've learned that my podcast is not about, it's not all about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I first started or I first tried to start, I had in mind of, I was going to be the expert host. Um, I was frustrated with some of the ways that other people were running interviews in my life. And I felt like they weren't going as deep as they needed to and things like that. And so 
I'm like, well, I'm, I know I can do better. Well, that's pride. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so I actually tried to do, I did an interview and I didn't have any plan. Um, interviewed one of my pastors that had, um, he was actually at that point, um, the regional director or something like that for Celebrate Recovery because he had an addictive past. And so I had a great interview with him, but I'm like, I don't know what I accomplished. We had a good conversation, but I don't feel like we went anywhere. And if my podcast is talking about along the way, and there's some sort of a journey, there's some sort of a life lesson that I want to learn from that, I need to at least have some form. And so um, I was racking my brain and trying to figure out how am I going to take this? Because I thought I'll just edit and post. And that's not a good way to go about doing a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. It's and harder so, that way. It's much harder. Yeah. And so I still have that file and it's still good, but it just doesn't fit in the mold of what I'm trying to do, uh, which is able to actually um, move people forward in their journey with the Lord. So literally about two weeks later, two or three weeks later, I was in a car accident and uh, a drunk driver hit me head on. Um, it was a St. Patrick's day. Oh man. And uh, so I, suffered a concussion as well as a couple other injuries, but the concussion was the biggest thing. Uh, and so I literally had a headache that went from middle of March to middle of December and it never really went away. So my entire podcast, um, got put on hold until that went away. Yeah. And, um, you know what, you want to talk about another dry season. That was another dry season. Cause I'm like, God told me to start this podcast. I literally can't edit anything. I can't do any of this stuff physically because I would come home from work and I would sit in a dark room for two hours at least just so that I could function that evening. Um, I didn't even necessarily go to sleep, but I just needed to be in a dark, quiet place. Yeah. It was very frustrating. It was a very dark time. Um, um, just a lot of questioning, God, why did this happen? You just gave me this vision. What's happening here? And then as you read the Bible, you realize that <laughs> when God gives people visions, there's normally some sort of adversity right. <laughs> shortly, right. af shortly after that. Yeah. And, um, but God brought somebody into my life who is actually my, uh, my life coach. And he uh, has a couple podcasts as well. And he, um, he invited me to spend some time with him over Christmas of, uh, 2018, um, like between Christmas and new year's. And so I went down to Florida and, uh, spent some time with him and I brought my recording equipment with me. And, um, I thought maybe I'll do a podcast episode with him. Well, he actually entered, interviewed me for his podcast, but I ended up just listening to the things that he had to say and asking him questions. And none of that stuff will ever be shared with anybody besides, you know, my own personal uh, my own personal resources, but something that he said really changed the way that I decided to do my podcast. He said to, uh, you know, stop this whole thing of trying to be the expert host, but you're really good at asking questions. And if you're just hungry, you'd be much better as a fellow traveler and taking people on the journey with you much later, actually, after I printed out my business cards and have been doing several episodes, I found out that, um, communists will use the whole fellow traveler they'll refer to each other as a fellow traveler and uh i, I still like what i'm saying i'm going to keep using it so <laughs> that's good very good very interesting okay so that is fantastic thanks for sharing your story friends you can find john it's along the way.media is where they can yes, find your along podcast the way media. 
and you can uh, subscribe to it in any podcast player. I'm guessing. So, uh, if you whatever you're listening to halfway there in, just go ahead hit and hit that button and go ahead and find along the way. You'll find John. Um, John, anything you want to leave us with? Um, I just definitely want to thank you, Eric, for the uh, for allowing me to be on the uh, the Christian Podcast Association Facebook group, which is how we've met. And I've definitely been blessed by your influence in that. And uh, it's been it's been great getting to know you. And I thank you that you're your podcast is you know talking about the life's journey as well and i want to encourage anybody that if you're questioning about your journey with the lord know that he is there he does care for you he's not going to leave or forsake you and he is going to bring people into your life and if you're paying attention to those people that god's bringing in god's bringing them into a pur- for a purpose and one of my pastors or actually one of my pastors like to say when God wants to protect you, he takes people out of your life. When God wants to bless you, he brings people into your life. So pay attention to the people that God's bringing alongside of you on your journey, and you'll find that Jesus is walking with you along your way too. Wow, that is awesome. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, alongtheway.media. I've got links to that, to um, all the resources that we mentioned at halfwaytherepodcast.com, including a link to my appearance on your show so people can find that. I hope, the, I hope awesome. you guys go listen to that as well. Um, definitely, God is always working. Are we paying attention? I think is what I've, uh, I've taken from this conversation. John, thanks so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Eric.